Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Because Canadian labor is some of the highest in the world. And if you uh, notice today's restructuring announcement, Mexico, they didn't lose any jobs. And that's because they have the cheapest labor. Canada, meanwhile, has the highest cost in labor. And on top of that, we've got way more regulations, way higher taxes. We cannot compete with our American neighbors. And uh, today, Jerry Dias and Unifor promised that GM is about to get a fight. That this union is going to get very aggressive and very aggressive very soon. So they're planning to meet with the prime minister tomorrow. But I don't know what they're going to say because Trudeau and Ford have both made it clear this is done like dinner. GM's not coming back. It's not like they made this decision last week. These things aren't done overnight. They've probably been looking at it for months, waiting to see what came out in the uh, financial update last week. They probably wanted to see what does NAFTA look like. And they probably wanted to see those tariffs maybe taken off. Maybe that was their deciding factor, none of which has happened. But uh, the union is going to go to Mr. Trudeau tomorrow and say, hey, we're not going anywhere. They want GM to be operational. And they'll do whatever they can to get the decision reversed. Does that mean... They would stop charging union dues, maybe to reduce labor costs. Would they do that? I mean, what are they willing to give up to make it more attractive? Let's ask Catherine Swift. She is a former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, also current spokesperson for Working Canadians. Hello there. Catherine? Hi, Alex. Oh, there you are. Hello. <laughs> um, what do you make of uh, Jerry Dice's, uh, you know, rallying of the troops? We're not going anywhere. We're going to get this thing turned around. Well, he has to say that, let's face it. But uh, I can't imagine that even he doesn't know that it's a, it's a losing proposition, as you said. Right. Then doesn't he bear some responsibility to his union brothers and sisters, to be honest with them? I mean, you don't want to... You know, there's nothing worse when you're really down on your luck. You don't want false promises. Well, I've never really seen a union that was particularly honest with their members, so uh, I don't know that this would be a first time, perhaps. But, um, it, you know, this, is, this has been, as you mentioned in your intro there, it's been coming for a long time. It's not the first. We've seen massive shrinkage of the auto industry in Canada for quite a long time now, so this is really a continuation. It was a shocking announcement because it seemed to come right out of the blue. But as you say, no company makes this kind of decision uh, lightly. They've got a big investment in that plant. Uh, They clearly saw the costs were not worth the benefits, you know, and and so they felt abandoning it was the the best corporate decision. And um, personally, I think when I was thinking of how you know, abruptly this announcement came out. I think in part that was because it's a done deal. You know, they, there, there's no negotiation. There's no, in the, in the past, they've been more, you know, they've, they've given people advance warning when they felt maybe there was some money on the table. Clearly, though, it's not worth it to them. And they are rationalizing in the U.S. too. I mean, to be fair, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a company-wide 
uh, reorganization that's going on here. But as you say, no, the jobs were not lost in Mexico. They were lost in the high-cost areas and, and also a particularly unpopular type of vehicle that all of these plants were making. Yeah, and Trump has come out tonight essentially and said they better not think of not opening a company here because they'll be hell to pay. But he's got the leverage that we don't. I mean, they've got things like right-to-work uh, legislation. They've, they can lower their their labor costs. They have better tax advantages. So he's got more leverage uh, than we do. Oh, absolutely. And hey, we, we've heard... You know, we've heard warning signs from a number of senior people in the auto industry, from Magna, from Chrysler a number of years ago, um, you know, that, that the laying on of all of the costs on not just auto companies, of course, all businesses are, you know, are facing these kind of costs, whether it's carbon taxes, excessive uh, red tape and regulation, which the Ontario Liberals, uh, you know, built over, over almost 15 years. You know, the whole environment and is, is not conducive to investment. We've seen investment in many sectors leave Canada over the last, you know, couple of years or so. Um, and what Trudeau is doing federally, of course, isn't helping either. And I, I wonder how much this might have been pegged, given the timing, how much it might have been pegged to expecting maybe something yeah. in that federal economic statement that didn't come. Yeah, the bailout uh, went to the media and not the, uh, <laughs> the manufacturers. Albeit, Catherine, I'm sick and tired of bailing everybody out. I would well, rather just be well, competitive. Exactly. And, and that's the stupidity of it, isn't it? You know, we, we know that the, you know, GM and Chrysler were thrown 13, almost $14 billion of our tax dollars back in 2009. They did repay some of it. Uh, about $3.7 billion of it got, you know, forgiven. So in other words, not being paid back. Um, and it's not the first bailout. The auto sector comes cap in hand seemingly every eight to 10 years or so for more money from governments. So, you know, this but so is does Bombardier problem. and tomorrow it'll be Maple Leaf Foods who's going to announce 1,500 new jobs. But of course, they're all propped up by corporate welfare. And I'm sick and tired of having to entice business in this country by doling out tax dollars. Why can't we just compete because we're a damn good place to do business? Exactly. And, 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 and what is really worrisome, or even more worrisome perhaps, is that I can't believe this is the end of it. Yeah. Uh, we see governments that don't seem, I mean, the federal government, clearly, they just had an economic statement. They don't seem, seem to see there's much of a problem. They fiddled a little bit with depreciation rates, but they didn't attack anything that would make us competitive with the U.S. And, uh, and, but when we see these unions, you know, with all their bluster, uh, they, the auto industry in Canada has been in trouble for a long, long time now. And, you know, the, the Unifors uh, need to take their share of the responsibility. They have not been uh, terribly flexible when, when they should have been, when, when things were serious. Uh, and, and this is, unfortunately, the price that's paid. And when I see, you know, it's funny, but the non-unionized auto companies in Ontario are doing a heck of a lot better. I don't think that's a coincidence. No, but this is a very activist union. I mean, this is the same union that went out last week and, and made it very clear in very bold English that they were going to do whatever they could to get rid of Andrew Scheer. And there's no question that they've got a very close relationship with this current government. So they're going to go meet tomorrow and they're going to be expecting something from Mr. Trudeau. Well, they are. And, and, uh, and frankly, maybe they should pay a little bit more attention to doing things for their members instead of worrying about all the politicking they're doing. I mean, most countries have laws against 
what some of the big unions are doing in Canada, spending millions and millions of their members' dollars uh, in, on partisan politics and interfering in elections, not in what they're supposed to be doing, which is, you know, representing their, their members at the collective bargaining table. So, uh, Well, well we they, they did spend serious. quite a bit of money, uh, you know, doing activism against the oil sands, which is interesting because, yeah. you know, <laughs> you go after that sector knowing full well it would hurt Ontario workers, and now the auto sector needs help, and, you know, you can't suck and blow, although they manage. Exactly. Well, exactly. And and what I found so ironic, too, is that auto, when we look at what does put pollutants into our into our environment, autos are one of the main factors. So somebody that, you know, lobbied so hard against the, the oil and gas sector when they are one of the biggest consumers of, of that product yeah. was a little, a little uh, too little rich, rich, shall we say. Yeah. So where does this go here in your mind? Because Magna's been kind of waving the flag. Do you get the sense that this is like a, a blip or, or is this going to be the start of a trend? I, I don't think it's going to be a blip. Uh, at all, unfortunately. We've seen investment flee uh, from the energy sector, and we know the dire straits that Alberta's in right now, for example. Um, and again, unless we see, I know, I know, the, you know the Conservative government, the relatively still new Conservative government in Ontario, is trying to turn things around and trying to reverse things, but you don't do that overnight. It takes time to do that. And when I see investment flowing out of the country, whether it's autos or any other sector, you know, that doesn't just turn on a dime. Companies plan years and years in advance, and when you lose investment uh, for a few-year period, that is going to take ages to get back. You, you don't just, even if you improve conditions tomorrow, that, that doesn't mean that somebody that left, you know, six months ago is suddenly going to say, oh, well, I guess I'll move right back to, you know, to Ontario. Uh, and, and so this is what's really worrisome, is that, it, and it will continue. I can't believe that more companies aren't going to go to greener pastures. Uh, and, and it will take so long for us to dig ourselves out of that hole, even if governments start to implement more sensible uh, policies to make us competitive. Our federal government right now doesn't seem to think there's a problem, clearly. Yeah. And that in and of itself is extremely worrisome for Canada. Well, it certainly is. I mean, now Mr. Trudeau's got two crises that he has to deal with because you can't survive without either one. They're, they're that important. But, you know, uh, I think it'll be fascinating to just kind of watch the division grow and, and see which industry gets the, the help it needs. And I don't know. Doug Ford just took a massive hit. I mean, they've got to pay down that deficit. GM represents about $5 billion in GDP uh, over the next two years, and that's now gone. Yes, exactly. And, and he, yeah, he has a dire fiscal situation, as we know. And this is just another, you know, another uh, nail in the coffin, I guess. But, uh, but again, you know, yes, if they, if they do something for autos, and I, I don't think in this particular situation it's going to make any difference no, at all. No. Uh, even if government tries to throw money, they should focus on helping the workers transition mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, throwing more money at, at corporations who show that, frankly, it, ne- it never really pays off and it costs taxpayers that can ill afford it, uh, you know, very, very dearly. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. It's a sad time. It's not, Appreciate it's it. not good. No, it's not. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you, Alex. That is Catherine Swift joining us. And look, Catherine's been warning about this for a long time. We've had these conversations for years about the landscape, the business, what's coming, what's going. And I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.